0: following radio show takes place between 7pm and 8pm. Events occur in fake time. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. Good evening. It is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, and we are doing yet another edition of Simulation Radio Live. Look, there's only going to be one of them this week and next week and the week after, and I don't know if there's a week after in June because I don't look at the calendar very often, but... Because there's only going to be one of them this week, it is going to be extra juicy for the next couple weeks. Honestly, I've been really looking forward to getting back and doing this because I've been really distracted by a a lot of real life things. But fuck real life. This is the radio, baby. So we're going to have a good time. And another thing that you could do to have a good time is call the show, because guess what? It is an official announcement. This is the first night that we'll be able to do it. Rev up those fryers! Yeah, because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We, Simulation Radio, will be taking your calls. That's right, we will hear from you. So any story, anything that we talk about today, from now until the end of time, you will have the ability to not just comment on social media, on whether it be at Simulation Radio on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or any of that nonsense whether it be that or whether it be if you would like to just do a good old fashioned call into the radio show then you are now able to do that at 407-796-2334 save that number we'll use that for all the shows if you have a comment on anything that we're talking about or if you want to just you know you have a good old fashioned come argue with me let's 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 chat let's chat let's just do a little back and forth here So again, 407-796-2334, we will get to more of those as the show goes on. But I got to tell you, and I'm really feeling a particular experience that a lot of other people felt, especially when it came to the pandemic, right? Because when the pandemic happened, everything closed down, everybody, at least everybody that had one of those types of jobs that wasn't an essential worker essentially got put on, uh, hey, you're going to go work from home now. And so one of the things that resulted in that was people making home offices. Everybody's got their home office. This is how they get work done in the year 2021. And I am no exception now because I've started a work from home job where I am now here in the studio, not just during show times, but an additional nine hours a day as well. So it's hits differently. I'm not going to lie. The fact that I've already been sitting here for 10 hours today, at least, and now I'm sitting here doing the show, I don't know. Maybe we'll see how it affects the uh, the mentality a little bit here. But to be fair, uh, this is way more fun than doing work from home. But I want to know how you feel about that, because it hits productivity at a certain point, right? Like There have been studies that have been released during the pandemic era that Essentially, indicate that there's a wide variety of different data points that were being had from all these studies. We've got studies that have said that people are productive as shit when they work from home, and then there are other studies that say that people are not productive but they're just generally happier. So, honestly, there have been such a wide swath of studies that nobody knows what the fuck is happening, and nobody really knows how productive it makes you but the adverse psychological effects that come from working in your own home uh office it is something that i'm sure a lot of people are feeling and you know what i am joining you guys along that but we still have some fun to be had because despite the fact that people are working from home more a lot of offices and a lot of places of business are starting to open back up, right? We're starting to maybe get back to the back to normal and back to the swing of things. And I could really tell that today because so we're in Florida. Simulation Radio is located in Orlando, Florida. That's where we broadcast the shows from. And we have been open for quite a while. Of course, our governor, Ron DeSantis, made it very clear that, excuse me, we're open, baby. That has been the message that we're open, baby. And I'm starting to notice a trend here because ever since the CDC has lifted the mask mandate for vaccinated individuals, we've started to see, and this is another thing that I want to hear from you guys on, which is what is the level of mask wearing that you've been noticing out in public lately? Now, there are different places that might absolutely still require masks, and then there are other places that have put the honor system where if you've been vaccinated you don't have to you don't have to wear a mask anymore and generally the honor system tends to it tends to work out right so i've been noticing that there are a lot of people that have just decided fuck it not wearing the mask anymore regardless of if they are vaccinated or not a lot of people just tossing aside the masks don't fucking care we're done with this shit And I've had multiple instances. A, first of all, I'll backtrack a little bit. I'm probably going to keep wearing a mask for a while. Now, I thought about this for a little bit. Now, this is not, the mask issue is not an issue that I have decided that I want to be a trendsetter on. Like, I'm not going to be one of the people that does not look like everybody else. That sounds kind of weird, right? But... Maybe that's just an excuse and that's just me rationalizing the fact that, you know, I kind of like wearing a mask and I kind of like having people not be able to see what my face looks like. So I've decided that until I see less than 50 percent of people wearing masks in the general public, I'm probably going to keep doing it. Like this is that is literally the definition of a fence sitter right there is until I see more than half of the people acting the same way that I'm going to act, then I'm just going to keep doing the other thing. Space Trucker says, working from home has definitely shown us all more nudity and masturbation than I wanted to see. That reminds me, thank you so much for reminding me about that, because I did a video a couple of weeks ago about the Canadian or a Canadian member of parliament who got caught on a Zoom meeting, quote unquote, jerking it. And that was probably the the second most viral video that came out of the channel before it got re- uh, struck on the other social medias for nudity, even though there was no nudity in the video But that Canadian member of Parliament was actually caught again in a Zoom meeting uh, naked for a second time. And look, everybody was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt the first time, right? Like, all right, whoops, he just accidentally got caught naked in a Zoom meeting. He just so happens to be hot, so he didn't get a lot of shit from it. But the second time, if it happens again, look, this has got to be a kink, right? Like, there's no way that he is not just trying to get caught on purpose, it would seem. But I'm glad you reminded me about that story because, yeah, we have seen a lot more nudity and masturbation than uh, I think anybody in the world would have ever wanted to see. So that's something to keep in mind. Just, look, stop looking at nudity and masturbation while you're working from your home offices or just stop being nude or masturbating while you're at your home office. It's a simple problem, simple solution, and I guess... I guess it's just a little bit, a little bit too difficult for some people. So, speaking of vaccines and getting us back to Considering normal, skipping oh your God, fucking autoplay. See, this is why I hate local news sites because of autoplay. Every video wants to just fucking autoplay. Speaking of us getting back to normal from COVID and everybody getting vaccinated, we've heard of a couple of states right now. Ohio recently went when I don't want to say viral, but Ohio recently got a lot of notoriety for coming up with a lottery system, right? What they would do is and I believe the drawings have started already, is they offered a $1 million drawing, a $1 million prize to five random people that have been vaccinated within a certain time frame. Then other states started jumping on it. Colorado jumped on it notably. And now another state is throwing a little bit of a twist on that. It's the Joints for Jabs program, and that is exactly what it sounds like. This is coming from Washington State, where marijuana is legalized, and free weed is now one of the incentives that are being offered to people to encourage them to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board on Monday gave state-licensed cannabis retailers permission to offer one pre-rolled joint of marijuana to adult consumers who receive a vaccination at an in-store vaccination clinic. The promotion, which they called Joints for Jabs. Wow, that wacky! Of course, it's got to be wacky to appeal to all the weed smokers out there. It aims to promote and support the state's vaccination efforts. They added that they received multiple requests from cannabis retail licenses to help the effort. So what they're doing is, you get vaccinated, you can go show your vaccine card to any of the cannabis retail locations... And they'll give you a free pre-roll joint, and I'm not gonna lie, pre-roll joints are kinda nice. They, uh, let's see, how far do I incriminate myself here in terms of how far we're gonna go on this story? Uh, I, I'm down with incriminating myself, but I'm not down with uh, incriminating a family member because they don't they don't have any control over this, but. Some of the pre-roll joints that they have are really nice. So especially in a state where it's fully and recreationally legal and not just medically like it is here, a free joint to change my DNA, sign me up. Yeah, look, you're going to maybe the 5G waves are just going to hit a little bit differently now. Look, maybe the the robots are going to rise up and just shoot all of us. Or you could just take your free joint and be happy with it. Across the U.S., many other organizations have been offering incentives ranging from free donuts to baseball game tickets to over here in Florida. I know that I'm not sure if this was an actual viral campaign or if it was just a joke, but they were offering old weather stations or old weather radios, which, God, are people really lining up to get those old weather radios for people that are being vaccinated. So if you're in the Washington area, you have not been vaccinated yet, and you want a free pre-roll joint of delicious delicious marijuana then just go get vaccinated and then take your vaccination card to any licensed cannabis retailer doesn't that sound weird to hear in the year 2021 licensed cannabis retailer i'm not gonna lie like five ten years ago that's not something that i thought would ever be like common terminology however there's a problem here which is that once you get that free pre-roll joint from getting vaccinated, as soon as you get that, you have to go do one thing. You have to go home and maybe get it ready. you got to go home, get all your stuff ready, maybe get some food, maybe get some chicken wings, because that's probably going to be good. All you have to do is not set your husband on fire because you think that he poisoned your chicken wings. That's all you got to do. Unfortunately, that task was a little bit too difficult for... Tahansi Marie Smith, who is a Milwaukee woman who has admitted to setting her sleeping husband on fire because she believed that he poisoned her chicken wings. That's that's all it took. Look, she thought maybe there was a little bit of funny business going on there and he poisoned the chicken wings. So let me just uh casually light him on fire. Age twenty nine, Tahansi Marie Smith confessed to authorities that she had waited for her spouse to fall asleep to light his head on fire earlier this month at their home in that neighborhood in Milwaukee. Smith said that she had suspected him earlier in the day, late last week on June 2nd, of putting poison on her chicken wings at around 4 a.m. the next day. She filled a cup with lighter fluid, poured it on his head, and used a lighter to ignite it, according to police. Emergency responders arrived at the home and rushed the man to the hospital with severe burns to his chest, head, ears, neck, and face. And while he was recovering, the husband told authorities that this woman, Tehansti Marie Smith, she had been acting strangely for the last three or four months. Look, it's understandable, okay? You get the vaccine, maybe you're feeling a little bit spicy, maybe you feel that the algorithm, the 5G brainwaves, are just penetrating into your brain. Look, it's going to drive you crazy. It might drive you crazy enough to just throw some lighter fluid on top of your husband and just make it happen. The husband also said that the pair had gotten into a fight on the night that she set him on fire because he told Smith that he planned on leaving her and moving out of their home. Okay, that's where you fucked up, buddy. That is where you fucked up. You don't tell a woman that has been acting ridiculously crazy for three or four months that, all right, this is it, and expect nothing to happen. You, you really got to, ex- got to expect something like this. Now, I'm not saying that you need to just lie in bed every night and anticipate that your head will be lit on fire. I'm not saying that you got to do that. All I'm saying is you got to see the warning signs. Like, you got to see the crazy red flags, because they're out there. You can tell. You can tell when a woman's crazy very, very quickly and sometimes you either just press on with it because of the promise, the promise, or you choose to uh, just snip that red flag in the bud. And unfortunately, the husband did not. He did not handle this the right way. Look, red flags, crazy red flags. got to see them, man. <laughs> Fortunately, we move over to more positive territory. Fortunately, stories that involve dogs unless anything bad is happening to the dog i don't like those kind of stories i don't like when bad things happen to dogs but this is a very uplifting dog story so i'm happy to bring you this one because this is an update from last week this comes out of uh idaho rathdrum idaho tilly a two-year-old border collie she got in a car accident okay so last sunday very bad car accident. A man was driving recklessly. He crashed after a brief pursuit with police. And Tilly, this two-year-old border collie, everybody thought she was missing. They thought, alright, she just fucking got yeeted out of the car, pieced it out, and everybody thought that Tilly, poor Tilly, everybody thought that she went missing. Oh, oh no. What happened to Tilly? She... I'm assuming she, maybe she or he she's gone but he's not actually gone he was found on a sheep farm where he had apparently taken up the secret role of sheep herder look it's the natural thing that dogs want to do right you put a dog put him in a field of sheep that dog is going to herd the sheep that dog is going to do something it's in it's in his doggy dna okay Idaho State Police is investigating after a crash blocked SH-91 and Hayden Avenue on Sunday afternoon. They said they're looking for people who witnessed the incident. The crash happened after a GMC Yukon towing a white horse trailer attempted to turn south. And there was another driver that was driving a Buick. He was transported to a nearby hospital. He was treated and released. No one else was injured, fortunately. But the dog, poor Tilly, he was ejected. And... They found him. They found him herding sheep. So, the next time your dog just goes missing, that that's all you got to do. You just got to check the sheep files. Sheep farms, not the sheep files. <laughs> Maybe that's a spin-off. That's a doggy spin-off is the shepherd files. So, I know it's a painful thing to lose your loser your animal. Look, if any of you have any really sad losing your pet or losing your animal stories, then hit us up at leave a comment on everything. It is at Simulation Radio on YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, pfft, probably some other ones too. Definitely Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and look, every social media that exists out there, just leave a comment because I want to hear your your sad pet stories because you can only hope that they'll end as as well as this one did. <laughs> look, that's just what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. So I have an update, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we've been following this story. We've been following the Cicada Uprising. Now, I know that we follow a lot of uprisings on this show. We follow robots. I know that they're out there. Look, Space Trucker had a problem earlier with these robots, and I know they're not intelligent enough to rise up and kill all of us because they can't even figure out how to send notifications and how to get to proper streaming platforms and how to get people on the proper streaming platform properly notified that the shows are starting. But that doesn't mean... Look, Space Trucker, this does not mean that those very same robots are not going to rise up and attempt to kill all of us. And I'm just saying that we need to be ready. We need to be ready in the event that that happens. But I've been warning people, I've been warning you guys out there about the Cicada uprising. We've been following this story for a long time. The Brood X Cicadas... That just recently started popping up out of the ground on the eastern coast towards like between Louisiana all the way up to like New York, somewhere around the northeastern area. And what happens is I'll give a little bit of a a recap for anybody that hasn't been following the story with us and is just joining for the first time. But every 17 years, the cicadas rise up out of the ground in a cycle. The last one happened in 2004. This one is happening this year in 2021. And what's happening is these cicadas spend 17 years burrowed underneath the ground. And every 17 years they rise up and it's a huge, huge cicada uprising. Oh, my space trucker is putting a really bad idea in my head. Robo cicadas. My God. Look, if robo cicadas ever start popping up, mecha cicada. No, no, we got to kill it. We got to take care of it right now. Or we could just uh, we could just. ...kinda slap it out of the, way, out of the sky. I, one of them! We gotta take care of them somehow, okay? Now, I've been warning about the dangers of the cicada, the cicada Uprising, right? Look, they're not actually dangerous to people. They're only dangerous if you get caught, like, in the middle of a compromising situation with one of them. Like, let's say you're driving, and a whole fucking swarm of Cicadas just swoops on your car, smashes your windshield and causes you to get in a crash. Now, these cicadas are blamed for doing such a thing. The amorous cicadas are blamed for causing a car crash in Cincinnati. The insect flew through an open window, striking the driver in the face. On Monday night, according to Cincinnati police, the motorist drove off Riverside Drive and crashed into a utility pole, damaging the vehicle. And this is all caused by the cicadas. This is... The cicadas are responsible for the endangerment of human beings, and we've just got to put them all down. We've got to light all of them on fire, and until they all die, and they all go extinct, and then when War of the Worlds happens, and when the aliens come, then the cicadas are not going to be able to provide their contribution, kind of like the, the little microbes did in War of the Worlds. Look, w- once we kill all the cicadas, then we're going to get fucked by the aliens, but it it's okay. I'm just going to pretend that War of the Worlds is a movie and not the real timeline. That's that's just what we'll go with. The motorist in the Cincinnati crash sustained minor injuries, but police tweeted photos showing that the car was heavily damaged. Let's check out some of these photos. In fact, I'll put these up on the screen here so that you guys can see exactly the kind of danger that we're talking about here. They've been programmed by the deep state, according to, to Alex Jones. Look, the... If Alex Jones is saying that the Robo cicadas or the Mecha cicadas, I know we haven't decided on what the bit here is with that yet, but whichever one of them ends up being real, they're out there and they're probably programmed by the deep state. So, you know, what? I'm with Alex Jones on this one. This does not sound like it's completely off the wall for, you know, at least in comparison to to normal stuff. But I'm with you on this one, Alex Jones. The Robo cicadas have definitely been programmed by the deep state And you can see that here with the damage to this car here. Let me, let's, let's check out some of these pictures. Oh my God. This is a result of the cicadas crashing into the windows and pelting this driver in the face. This caused him to veer off the road, crash into a lamppost. And my God, look at this damage. All from a little baby cicada. Actually, they're not a little baby. They're like, I'll, they're like this fucking big. They're pretty big. They're like, what is this? Pfft. 2-3 inches long that is huge so check this out this is the kind of damage that we're talking about here you let those cicadas fly around unchecked and this is what's going to happen and I've been warning you all since the cicadas have started uprising I've been warning everybody that this was going to happen and when this happens look you, you can't believe me I warned everybody we got to kill them all Another thing that might convince us that we've got to kill them all was you would think that the cicadas are probably not going to have that big of an effect on most things, right? Sure, they're going to fly around, be a nuisance, maybe cause an occasional car crash or two. Eh, No big deal. Just it's just just an occasional car crash. It happens. It happens. Right. But when they involve the president of the United States, then that is when things get a little bit differently. Somebody didn't want to pay their car payment anymore, according to space trucker. Look, yeah, I maybe that that would be brilliant. If you're looking to pull off insurance fraud, look, this is not official legal advice. So this is definitely just a bit. So don't sue me. Or do sue me. I don't give a shit. I don't have anything to lose. But that's what's gonna happen. Somebody didn't want to pay their car payment anymore. That's a great insurance fraud idea. If you're just casually looking to commit insurance fraud, then, oh, I don't know what happened. There's cicadas flying around everywhere, and one of them smacked me in the fucking face. I don't know. Unfortunately, the cicadas might have met their match because President Biden's plane was delayed. Everybody, reporters traveling to the UK for President Biden's first overseas trip were delayed for seven hours after their chartered plane was overrun by cicadas. That's right, the cicadas are not stopping with us normies. They're going all the way to the top. Look, this is a conspiracy that spreads all the way to the tip top. The President of the United States. And now the cicadas are getting him too. Who's going to save President Biden from the cicadas? He's clearly too demented to do this himself. He cl- President Biden barely has enough hand function. I mean, besides touching little girl's hair. The only other hand function that he has is to just kind of casually move his hands around like a zombie. He doesn't have the strength. He's probably got arthritis. There's no way that he is going to be able to look down at a cicada and just casually flick it off like he might have in the good old days. Like, that, that's just not happening. That's not a skill that is in his wheelhouse anymore, unfortunately. The D.C. area is among many parts of the country that have been swarmed by Brood X, which is the large emergence of the 17-year insects. Even Biden wasn't spared the president brushed a cicada from the back of his neck look that's all he can do he just casually he reached his creaking arm up there oh no no the cicada and it 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 delayed his flight and in fact i have some footage of president biden getting attacked by cicadas and I will put this up on the screen here. This comes from Breaking Nine One One, which is a really good if you're looking for info on breaking news, by the way, then Breaking Nine One One is a really, really good news aggregate. You can follow them on Twitter or Instagram at Breaking Nine One One. I they're probably one of the one of the the better news propagators, I would say. Oh my god. Geriatric in action. I just got one. I gotcha. Oh, look at that! He's just flipping it off. Get it off me! And yeah, he's taking it in good spirits, though. Yeah. See, look. Even even the cicadas are not stopping for President Biden. President Biden just—he is not letting this happen. He's. In whatever capacity that he can, he's just casually, to no, the cicada, I'm too old to properly brush it off, but I'm going to try and do it. So the flight got delayed for seven hours because of these cicadas, which honestly, if there's enough of them flying around, maybe it takes a uh, a an airport, an airplane expert to properly inform me about this. But all right, you know, on second thought, I can kind of see how if there's enough of them, then I can see how that would delay delay a a flight takeoff the bugs also tried to stow away on air force two on sunday when vice president kamala harris flew to guatemala so they're not just going after the president they're going after the vice president too look this is a one big grand conspiracy and the cicadas are at the tip of this so i've been warning everybody i've been warning you all to kill all the cicadas and look this is what's happening now they're attacking the president so if that does not make it any clearer that we need to annihilate every single cicada that has ever existed in this world, then I don't know It does. I don't know It does. The Bugs also tried to stow away on Air Force Two on Sunday when Vice President Harris flew to Guatemala. The cicadas were caught hiding in folds of the shirts of a secret service agent and photographer and escorted off the plane before the takeoff. That sounds really funny to me. The fact that... uh That Secret Service agents can just casually pick off little cicadas one by one and just flick them off and politely escort them off the flight. Like, if this was real Secret Service, if, if these cicadas were real terrorists, then smash them. Get them. Space Trucker says, where the hell is the Secret Service Look, they're, they're clearly on the Cicada side here. This is a grand conspiracy, and the Secret Service is on Team Cicada. So let me know what side you're on. Are you on Team Cicada, or are you on Team President Biden? Because there's only two sides here. This is A lot of things, I am not a proponent of classifying things with such a lack of nuance as to say that everything is black and white. But there's only two sides here, people. There's Team President Biden, and there's Team Cicada. And which team are you on because boy is this going to be a knockdown drag out fight to the ages because the cicadas are out there they are trying to crawl and fly on everybody they're actually not by the way they're only existing in the outside above surface world to attract mates with their science fiction sounding buzzing that's all that's all they're doing they're just trying to find mates but you know that that doesn't play very well into the grand conspiracy Team President Biden versus Team Cicada coverage. So, regardless of where you fall on that, I would like to know which side you're on there. Are you on Team Cicada or are you on Team President Biden? It's... we gotta know. We gotta know. So sit on that, because when we come back, we'll be doing Florida Man Strikes Back. There are some crazy, crazy Florida stories, particularly Florida Man stories, that you're going to want to hear about, and boy, are they... They, they are some humdingers today. So when we come back, Florida man will strike back, and we'll get to that in a moment. Boy, am I going to have to ingrain that deep into my muscle memory? Look, maybe I'm going to have to set a quota, right? I'm just going to have to write down a metric that I have to say this at least 10 or 15 times per show, and then it'll be burned into my memory. But. That is how you get into contact with us now, 407-796-2334. Give us a call. Give us a message also. If you want to if you wanna chat, I know that we already have the text chat, which, you know, if you just want to be a casual chatter and chat with us like space truckers doing during the show, then listen live. It is YouTube.com slash Simulation Radio or Facebook or Twitch. It is Simulation Radio on all of those things, too. For the time being, Simulation Radio Live will be... Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern. For now, just for now, until the month of July. And all of those announcements we will be making on the next very interesting show. So with that in mind, we're going to do Florida Man Strikes Back in just a moment. Let me add another one to the list. 407-796-2334. Hit that up. That is everything called... Text, whatever we're gonna we're going to or have talked about. Look, we talked about cicadas earlier, the fact that they're rising up, and it's a hot button issue, right? Everybody just gives an absolute fuck about all the cicadas because they're flying, they're making noises which are annoying as shit, and you just want to punch them out of the sky. That's that's what you gotta do. You it feels really good to just get one dead smack down in the middle. Get it. So you do that to the cicadas whatever else we talked about if you would like to leave a comment on that you know the deal i will repeat it one more time even in fact i'll repeat it so often that it'll be annoying so you'll have to do that until you know until you get into contact with us 407-796-2334 and let's do florida man strikes back So, we have a fine array of Florida men and women. In fact, I think, let's see, let me do a quick look. Yeah, they're all men today. So, Florida Man Strikes Back will remain true to its name. Look, I know that's one area that I'm more than happy to be inclusive on, okay? To share the responsibility between Florida Man and Florida Woman. That is, we require the utmost inclusivity with that, because... It is more than possible to be an outstanding Florida woman. Unfortunately, we just do not have any of them today. Instead, we have a man who got into a fight over a TV remote. His name is Christopher Glynn, aged 54, and he was arrested in Titusville on Monday. Investigators were called to an apartment on Knox McRae Drive for reports of a stabbing. All right, doesn't sound completely out of place so far. Sounds like a normal stabbing. In fact, I'll show you a picture of this guy so that you can see exactly what he looks like. Does he look like a stabber to you? Uh, I should not have done that because that might have given away the story if you're a video subscriber. If you're listening on audio then, then thank God because you have not had it ruined for you yet. But it seems like it would be an out of, not out of the ordinary stabbing. Instead, the stabbing was just a little bit abnormalized because Christopher Glenn, aged 54, stabbed the victim with a A sword. It was... It's just... That's such a shame, right? You get stabbed with a sword. I don't know what you did to deserve that, but it was was probably something if you're getting stabbed with a sword. Officers offered first aid before taking the man to meet medical personnel. Investigators described the wounds as non-life-threatening. Okay. I guess if you're getting stabbed with a sword, it definitely looks like a stabist. Yeah, you know, I agree with that assessment, Space Trucker. You look at this guy and I do not think that it is that consequential to say that he does look like a stabber. He just, he's got the dead. Here, let me, I'll i will show him now that the secret's out, now that the, the jig is up. Check him out again. Look, that those are stabbing eyes, folks. Look at that. Those are the eyes of a stabber. They're also the eyes of somebody that's a sword stabber. According to officers, he actually was still in the home when they arrived. So he stabs the guy with the sword, decides, you know what? I'm not going to flee. I'm not going to run away. I am going to face it here. He was still inside the home when officers arrived. They made contact with him through a landline, and he advised officers that he was unable to walk out of the apartment due to a disability. And the weird thing is, the fight happened over a TV remote, okay? How does that sound? That sounds like... uh a fairly insignificant thing to have escalating emotions about. Right. All right. Maybe I can understand. So I was watching a, I'm going to put a side pin in that because this is somewhat relevant. I've been watching MasterChef recently and the season that I'm watching right now, there is a guy that is like ridiculously hyper emotional and would just get, which in MasterChef is not good. By the way, you're actually like, not supposed to be super emotional in MasterChef because I guess it's not a real kitchen except some of the times, but there's a guy that was real emotional. He fucked up one of the challenges and he slams this bottle of champagne on the ground and they, of course, made it into a super dramatic moment because that's how American television works is you have to add dramatic sound effects and do you have to add dramatic sound effects to it. Otherwise it's not American entertainment. <clears throat> Don't pay no attention to that. (laughs) But he threw the champagne bottle on the ground. They gave him a bunch of shit about it, and that got me to think that, okay, at a certain point, you gotta know where you're at, and I know that it's really easy to have an emotional reaction to that and, like, just get really pissed off, because I kinda empathize with the guy, right? If you're super passionate, then I can't disagree that there would be a world that I might potentially do the same thing. However, you also have to keep in mind that it was you got to keep your emotions in check at a certain point, right? Like you're you're in you're in a you're in a competition. Like and he he acted like a child too. And how that relates to this is that you just you take something really insignificant and when you emotionally escalate it to a point where you're getting to a place where you're stabbing somebody with a fucking knife then, you know, this happens. Police spoke with the victim at the hospital, actually. The man stated that he and Glenn had been drinking inside the apartment. I guess that might explain it just a tad bit. He was drinking. You drink a little bit too much. All of a sudden, a fight over a TV remote becomes real conflict, and you're talking about real things at that point, point. and, you know, it gets serious, and you, just, you, get, you get stabbed with a knife. That's what happens. You get stabbed with a knife except it's the sword, and of course something like that would happen here, because what else? Another Florida man is in trouble for leading deputies on a car chase in Vero Beach, and there's a really interesting twist to this story, because he used a very specific way to try to get out of this car chase, and it is one that sounds absolutely heinous to you if you're a parent, and it also sounds absolutely heinous to you, if you're not a parent, because this Florida man is facing felony child abuse charges after investigators say he led them on a lengthy police chase and then threw a two month old baby at one of the deputies while he attempted to flee on foot. So he's he's running away. He's trying to piece it out. And he just decides, you know what? I've got one thing that is separating me from plenty of potential jail time, which is my two month old child. bye. It's gone. The Indian River County Sheriff's Office said that the incident happened shortly at last week and began... Actually, this was the week before, too, because this was at the end of May. You forget that June just started. And it began when a deputy attempted a traffic stop on a state road. It was State Road 60 in Vero Beach. So, he just gets pulled over. He just gets pulled over for failing to maintain the lane. That's not even that bad, right? You're just kind of skirting lanes. You get pulled over there. Uh, you're... I guess that's where the uh, the police conflict, police abuse of power comes into play here, where where that argument happens. But during the course of the chase, the sheriff's office said that the alleged perpetrator struck the front of the detective's vehicle. His name is John Henry James. He struck the front end of one of the detective vehicles, then just dodged over a whole bunch of roadblocks, And at least one attempted stop stick deployment. He ran over another set of stop sticks, but they failed to disable the car. So he just he keeps going. He's going on a ridiculously long chase. Eventually they catch him because it gets to a point where the chase starts happening in a residential area. And then it becomes a little bit easier for for police to catch him. Due to the number of people in that area, the sheriff's office, they tell deputies to stand down. All right stop chasing him, turn off their lights. Then they follow him. They follow him a little bit further. They stop chasing him, hard chasing him. They give him peace of mind. You know, they do the old reverse psychology. All right, we're not going to chase you anymore. Just go. You we, we you got us. Cool. Just keep going. But they followed him. Father of the year. Yeah, absolutely, Space Trucker. We are dealing with father of the year here. As the suspect, as James bailed out of the car after police found him, after a, a roughly late, it was a 40 minute investigation they monitored him from the helicopter, they eventually found him as they found him, it took about an hour right, so that's not that long of a time you probably think that you're out at that point alright, it's been an hour, they haven't found me yet then you see the helicopter lights they, fi- they find you you're fucked, but Thankfully, you are a resourceful Florida man that just so happens to have your two-month-old child with you. And that's it. That's the last straw. Yeet the baby. The deputy, fortunately, he caught the baby mid-air. So very, very good and quick reflexes and responses by this deputy here. This could have gone very south, very fast. Imagine this officer, like, doesn't catch the baby and then just... dead baby on the ground that wasn't intended to be a dead baby joke it just it turned into a dead baby joke okay so just imagine that hypothetical scenario where this officer does not have the amazing reflexes to catch this child midair as he's getting fucking yeeted by a guy that has done fairly ridiculous things at this point (laughs) Officers eventually caught him, took him to the ground. He continued to resist. He kicked a bit at deputies and then struggled while being loaded into the back of the cruiser. Of course, of course he was. What do you think? He's not going to struggle at that point. He threw his fucking child at a police officer. He's definitely going to continue to struggle when he's got like five fucking cops sitting on his back. You're you're not down for the count anymore until it is completely over. It's. You're, you're going to keep going. You've already had the audacity to throw your child. I mean, <laughs> Florida man to the rescue here. He was medically cleared from the hospital on the 1st. So this was early last week. After being treated for a pre-existing condition and was booked in the Indian River County Jail. On two felony counts of aggravated child abuse. Felony aggravated battery on an officer. Reckless driving. Reckless arrest with violence. He is being held without bond. And Sheriff Eric Flowers said, "You can't throw a baby at us and expect us to treat you with kid gloves." Oh boy. Man, that is a New York Post level pun. Sheriff Eric Flowers, you you did all right on that one. That is like if if New York pun or if <laughs> if New York Post puns are at like a 9 out of 10, throwing a baby at us with kid gloves that that's a solid that's like a 7.5 or an 8 so good on you sheriff eric flowers your deputy also does indeed win father of the year and no 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 hero yeah hero of the year hero of eternity at that point that child's life is in your hands classic classic florida man finally we've seen the stand your ground law defended before by particularly George Zimmerman who used the stand your ground defense and won in the trial in the murder of Trayvon Martin, which come I don't know. I don't I don't really know. That was The only good thing about that, the only good thing that came out of that is that George Zimmerman is now no longer in the public spotlight. Thank fucking God. Get him as far away from public notoriety or publicity as as possible and thank god he continues to to stay irrelevant but now the stand your ground law is coming back to the forefront because a man who participated in a 30 minute long killing of an iguana has attempted to use it as his defense and a judge has rejected that defense wow what a surprise of a florida man who said that he beat an iguana to death only after it attacked him, biting him on the arm. So the iguana bites him, the guy's pissed, and so he stands, or spends 30 minutes beating the shit out of this iguana with a bat, and he's claiming, "Up, oh, stand your ground, no, the, the iguana attacked me, so I had to throw it on the ground and beat the fuck out of it with a baseball bat for 30 minutes, according to, oh god, PJ... N- nivaha patterson all right maybe i kind of i might have done okay on that one might have done okay he's age 43 he's going to stand trial on felony animal cruelty according to palm beach county sheriff judge jeffrey dana uh jeffrey dana gillen or gillen i never know if it's a hard g or a soft g the Stand Your ground law, it allows a person who's under attack and reasonably fears death or great bodily harm to use deadly force. So, Which means, did you really think that that iguana biting you is a threat to your life at that point? I, no, it's really not. Unless you're that big of a pussy that the iguana biting you means that it it's all over the iguanas the iguanas have risen up look we've seen the robots rise up we've seen the cicadas rise up and if iguanas are rising up too then that's bad news for everybody it really is especially if they're threatening lives and causing you to have to beat the fuck out of them with a baseball bat and then have to claim stand your (laughs) ground prosecutors say that patterson savagely beat tormented tortured and killed that that all basically sounds the same, right? Those are all the same words. <laughs> he did all those things to the three-foot iguana in a half an hour attack caught on video. So... This attack, since it was caught on video, you can probably see how savage this guy's being and you can probably see unless he started recording it after he got bit, which is more than likely a possibility. I can see a world where this Florida man decides after he throws the iguana on the ground, okay, I have to record now my beating the fuck out of it, which is not, ah, uh, buddy. Now there are laws because aren't iguanas I believe in the West Palm area aren't they like very very spread out and you there's actually an open law to be able to kill them but the thing about killing them though is you have to do it humanely so if anybody in the the West Palm area is listening and is kind of a is an expert on the iguana subject I think I've heard about something like that over here but have not seen too much about it i have not actually seen an iguana ever out in the wild by the way that's partly to be because i don't get out and that's also partly to be because maybe they're just not around okay maybe it is a west palm slash southern florida thing i don't know Patterson believed, apparently, so this is where the the death threat comes in here. Patterson believed that the iguana could have injected poison into him, and thus he rushed to incapacitate the iguana the best way he could in order to preserve its antidote. And so that was his excuse, was, all right, I got to spend 30 minutes in a long, elaborate, just snuff film on this iguana, iguana snuff film. I've got to spend 30 minutes recording this. Because I need to preserve the antidote. Because I got poisoned. By the iguana. (laughs) Iguanas are not poisonous. And they typically run when a human approaches. So fun fact about iguanas. They're not poisonous. And they're probably not going to bite the fuck out of you. Unless you probably do something to it. So you know what? I am on the iguana side on this. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm in favor of their uprising. Because that's far from the truth. I'm only saying... That, in this particular case, I am on the side of the iguanas. All right, that was Florida Man Strikes Back. These were some very interesting Florida Man stories. And so let's let's wrap it up. We are not going to do the ninety-minute show tonight. We're only going to do the two and probably two Thursday. Look, we're on a diet. Simulation Radio is on a diet this month. We're doing just lean, mean content and that's it and then in july we're going to bulk up again so let's let's uh let's cut a little bit let's do reach for the sky oh no not my shit somebody do something reach for the sky oh no Sheriff woody yeah let's cool down at the end we've got randomquestionmaker.com popped up as usual we have our five categories, candid, weird, icebreaker, creative, and funny. And I want to, let's see which one we haven't done in a while. I feel like we haven't done a creative, actually, no, I feel like we haven't done a candid one in a while, because everybody else picks the weird ones, right? And then sometimes I'll go for, like, the the creatives or the funnies, and I've even thrown in a couple icebreakers, but I don't remember having a candid one to uh, to to put out, so... Let's, let's see if we can get an interesting, candid question. If you were in a witness protection program, what would be your new name and where would you go? Okay, so this reminds me of one of my favorite classic Simpsons episodes, which is... And I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question in a moment because the answer is going to be Hunter Thompson. And I will probably be moving to, uh, to Cape Fear wherever that is. There are probably at least a couple of cities in the country named Cape Fear, which I will have to choose to relocate to. But one of my favorite, probably like a top five classic Simpsons episode is the episode where Sideshow Bob finds Bart and they have to go into the witness protection program and Homer and the family are all renamed to the Thompsons and they have to move to Cape Fear and Sideshow Bob follows them. And spoiler alert, there's a very long bit where... Kelsey Grammer just sings one giant musical, and it's kind of fun. But it would be that. Homer's name is Hunter Thompson in the Witness Protection Program. And there is a the meme moment. You've probably seen this. You've probably seen a meme in whatever space you follow be made out of this in some way. But there's a question, or there's a part in that episode where two FBI guys are questioning or not questioning Homer but they're trying to give him the information about his witness protection program identity your name is Hunter Thompson and Homer just doesn't get it your name sir is Hunter Thompson and Homer just he stares blankly at everybody and it's you've probably seen a meme about it because it's it's one of the memes space trucker says Richard Hugh Mungus from Scottsdale Arizona that's that's not a bad idea either. Look, here's the thing. Nobody will ever find you if you ever make an inappropriate name because you will have people assume that you've been stuck with that name for your whole life, and therefore you've probably had a rough life, and so people are not going to question you for that. You're just probably going to be able to coast through the rest of your life as Richard Humongous and... Everybody will just think that your parents really, really hated you and they played a very long, elongated, I was trying to mix long and elaborated, practical joke, and you'll just coast. That's all you got to do. Nobody will ever find you. As Richard Humongous from Scottsdale, Arizona, nobody will ever find you. So, that's smart. You're going, you're taking the high road. Plus, you get to have people feel bad for you for having to live your life with that name. Or it'll just be amazing. It's my lie. You can make it as big as you want. Yeah, look, I think that people will believe it. I really. Or they'll just think that that you changed your name, but maybe you didn't do it for legal reasons. Maybe you didn't uh, you didn't witness protect anybody. Maybe you're just doing it because Richard Humongous is such a great name. I, That's that's also a valid usage of it. That's fair, too. So yeah, Hunter Thompson moved to Cape Fear. In fact, let me look this up. How many how many cities in the country are named Cape Fear? Cape Fear region. Is there actually okay, let me see this. Okay, so there actually is a Cape Fear. It's in North Carolina, and I guess that's the only one. So alright, we've we've got the answer. It is Cape Fear, North Carolina, and my name will be Hunter Thompson. (laughs) Look, if that wasn't the biggest excuse ever to just tell a story about a classic Simpsons episode, then I don't know what it is. Look, random question. The robots must have liked me today because they gave me a real softball for Reach for the Sky tonight. And boy, was it necessary. So thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe everywhere at Simulation Radio. I'll post all the podcasts for the last few shows up soon. And stay tuned tomorrow night at 11 for the very interesting show. Huge announcements about July, about the fate and future of the radio station coming up on Thursday. Bye. Remember you all in therapy!